Welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. I'm Christopher Krellen, CEO of the American Influencer Association. On today's show, Philip Wolf shares how a life of gratitude prepared him to become one of the top hairstylists in the world. We cover everything from his early beginnings with Kim Kardashian to being an American Influencer Award nominee. And now, here's our host, Josh Skinner. Hey, it's Josh Skinner, and welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. I'm in Long Beach today with a very special guest. His name is Philip Wolf. Hey, Philip, what's up? How are you? I'm good. Congratulations, first of all, on your AIA nomination this year. Thank you very much. Thank you. What was that like to be nominated for Haircut of the Year? You know, I have to say, I uh, I was I was very surprised. I didn't even know they knew about me. I mean, you know, it was just cool. Very cool. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, and what a great show, wasn't it? It was an actually, I I did go the first year it ever happened, and I went to support a friend of mine who was nominated at the time, and then I believe there was some sort of a break in between. But then when the other one happened, I was blown away. I mean, just the production level, the the guests, the way it was organized. I was like, wow, this is real deal. And what was it like? Uh, I've worked with Kim Kardashian and right. Kim was there and you've worked with Kim. What was that like seeing her again? Oh, that was great. You know, she, we, we did the little, the little wave, you know, at the end, uh, which was great. And, uh, yeah, I had, I worked with her for about seven years, uh, you know, at the beginning of her show, it was, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I hear that you had no idea who she was when she walked in. Yeah. The, well, the first time I ever met her, I didn't know who she was because at that time I worked for a company called Privé and Privé was, uh, one of these, uh, you know, celebrity salons, or whatever, at the time, and uh, part of their thing was they had a lot of these, uh, you know, reality stars and this and that coming in, or people on the rise. So they said, "Hey, there's this team coming in, this family," and they were like, "Hey, um, blah blah blah." So you're gonna do this girl, Kim? I said, "Okay, cool," but I, I had no idea. I had no idea who she was. Um, and then she loved her hair. She did bring her makeup artist, and then her mom was there, and then her other sisters, you know, of course, and then. She was like, wow, I really love this. Um, can I get your number? I'm, a, I'm really busy. I got a lot of things lined up. I'd like for, to work with you again. But you know, you hear these things a lot in, in this world. So I was just like, okay, I didn't really take it seriously. But sure enough, that next week, I got calls and boom, boom, boom. We started doing more stuff, flying here, flying there. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now take us back to the very beginning. You were born in Germany. That is correct. I was born in Germany. I was uh, part of a military family. You know, my, my father, he's, uh, he's American. And uh, when he, he flew overseas uh, to Korea at the time, met my mother, who's also uh, a mix. But then he's, you know, they got married. He w- got stationed in Germany. Boom, out came me. And then we grew up around Europe. And then finally, uh, the United States. What has your journey been like to actually get to Hollywood and Los Angeles? Yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, growing up as a younger child in Europe, it was crazy because all you hear about really is the States, the States, you know, America. And so in your mind, you're like, oh my gosh, this is where everything happens, you know? And uh, I remember a girl came uh, to school and they're like, oh my gosh, she's from California. <gasps> no way. It was just kind of, you know what I mean? It's just one of these things. So when I finally moved to America, it was the East Coast, you know, Washington, D.C. area. And I was just like, wow, okay, so this is it, huh? And then I just, you know, grew my way up. And then eventually, here's one thing my family is actually pretty big, you know, my extended family. And my uncle from my father's side was in Hollywood because he was, uh, he had Wolf Productions, he did um, 
some producing and stuff. He did animation for Disney and stuff, and he also did photography. So he would say, hey, come visit. We'll give you a tour and all this sort of thing. And I, I think I was 14 at the time, blown away. I, I just couldn't believe it. And I knew it was for me. I don't know how I knew. I just felt right at home the minute I saw it. And I said, one day I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move there. And what was it like your first day here when you actually did move here? So when I finally did move here, I was like, wow. It was funny because the, the next six months, I felt like I was on vacation. Do you know what I mean? It's just that such a different vibe that I just, <clears throat> I was a little overwhelmed a little bit in the beginning, you know? However, I must say, anyone thinking about moving to LA, you have to realize it is a city that makes you earn it. Earn your way. It does, they don't care where you're from, who you, you know, what you did before. You're here now and you're going to work your way up. So I feel like if you do make it well, you deserve it. Because yeah. you put in your 10,000 hours. Exactly. At least. <laughs> yeah, for those listening, our, our influencer fans and your followers right now, what would you say to them if they're like, one day I'm going to be just like him? Yeah, well, what I would say is, well, I know it's a different time now, of course, because that was many years ago. Uh, but there's certain fundamentals that stay the same. And I would say that would be definitely don't come out on a whim because the chances are you'll probably go back, you know, within. Because they say that the first five years is sort of that... Uh, What's that word? The, the the holiday phase. You know, you're not quite oh, like, sure. Yeah, the honeymoon you know what I mean? phase. The honeymoon phase. Yeah. That's right. So um, I was But like, in real life, true. it's actually like a second puberty. And it's going to knock you on your butt. Oh, yeah. It will. It <laughs> yeah. will. Definitely. It strips away everything you don't need. <laughs> 100%. So I would say definitely be prepared. Definitely have a little cushion of money at least, you know, and be be prepared to try to learn how to budget your life differently. For me, I was accustomed to a certain lifestyle. I got really successful really early in the hair game, gratefully so, uh, on the East Coast. So I'm used to, you know, certain level. And when I got to LA, I thought, ooh, I can't be living like this anymore because my money was doing that dwindling real quick. I was like, oh no. And so I quickly learned, okay. It was a very humbling moment to say the least, yeah. Good so for me though, I think. Per perseverance all the way, right? 100%, yes. Now you have a very unique look. Will you describe your look to our listeners? Sure. So I, I'm a big, uh, I'm into body art, you know, so any, you know, tattoos, uh, piercings, you know, and shout out to the body modification, uh, uh, you know, people, community. Uh, it's just, I'm, I'm all about self-expression, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I feel, you know, uh, if, if you feel a certain way and you want to portray yourself and the way you feel, I don't find anything wrong with that as long as it doesn't harm anyone else and you're of age. Nice. Yeah. Now, when guys come to you for a haircut, yes. what do you think is their biggest blunder? Because normally guys have the same haircut for like 30 years, I've noticed. Right. Well, I think now it's great because they see, because social media, right? They see other guys on there using things like a blow dryer, a brush, <laughs> and a round one at that. They're like, oh, okay, all right. Well, if that kind of cool guy can do it, then I'm cool doing it, you know? So I think that... Uh, just getting used to going to a salon versus just your just and i don't say just the barbershop but what i mean is like the barbershops where it's like five bucks you know and and it's it's just a a different culture there right so but i think barbering in itself has blown up so big because now we have this hybrid culture where these kids are amazing with the clippers and now learning sassoon moves with the scissors and believe me that is the future 
It's but like music, the way they play it. It really it's is. It's really interesting. It is unbelievable. I mean, I constantly watch these this this new culture of people globally, you know, because um, they, they tag me to, to watch their videos and see their posts, and it's incredible. Or even just out of flattery, they see something you've done, and they do a version of it and say, hey, you know, we're over here in this country, in Brazil, or, you know, wherever. Look, and I'm like, man, this is incredible. What, what does that feel like when people are tagging you? Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's surreal kind of because it's like, man, really? Because uh, I'm, like, I'm like you. I'm, I just feel like I was a guy who just, you know, I moved from Europe and I'm just in this small town on the East Coast. Military brat. Military brat, you yeah. know, and uh, people are watching me. This is crazy. But I got to a point where I felt like now it's a responsibility, you know? I mean, I don't know. That's just the way I took it. So, because I take that to heart, you know, I didn't come from much in life, you know? So when I see people from other places who are in similar situations and they have that drive and that passion, I want to let them know it is possible. You can do this. It doesn't matter where you're from. Yeah. Do you think gratitude plays a role in it? Oh, it's a huge role. How? A huge role. Because, you know, uh, like I said, well, growing up, there wasn't, I didn't have the abundance, if you, if, you, if you will. So I think that, you know, getting to a point where, you know, financially, you know, things are different. I'm able to do things that I never would be able to do before. Uh, I don't take that for granted at all because uh, also I have children of my own, you know, and I want them to learn certain things. Now, of course, they definitely have a different lifestyle than I did growing up. That's kind of the thing, though. But I still want to let them know, look, you know, the importance of just life in general. Was yeah. there one moment that you thought, oh, I've made it? You know, I don't know about that. Or do you uh, still feel like you're on the journey? I still think I'm on the journey 100% because, but however, I, I don't, um, I definitely recognize certain parts of the journey that I've risen, and uh, I'm very happy for that. I count those as like uh, the milestones, you know, the short-term and long-term goals, uh, but there's still some long-terms that I definitely want to get into. So, Tell me about being a global ambassador. What's that like? Oh, being a global ambassador is actually amazing because for me, uh, I didn't attach myself to brands right away. I, it was just me. And this was actually before Instagram. So all we had was Facebook and I barely even knew how to use that. So, but I would throw up there every now and then that I am traveling to different cities. Mainly it was New York at the time. But what was funny is then people in Miami would say, well, what about us? And then people in San Francisco, like, well, what about us? And then people in middle America, what about us? And I'm like, really? So then I started setting up things and doing little classes and uh, come to realize that it's not necessarily only the brand sometimes. Sometimes they just want the artist. And so if I can give those little aha light bulb moments to people because I got those growing up, then that is worth it to me to go somewhere, no matter where it is. What's next for you? What's next actually is very exciting I'm gonna because uh, now we're going global, right? So we're going to countries that either I've lived before and it's cool to go back or places I've never been. So next month, Alfredo and I, uh, we're actually going to India. Alfredo Lewis? Yes, no Alfredo way. Lewis. Yes, we're going to uh, Goa, India. We're going to do a huge show in front of thousands of people. We're also going to be there with our good teammate, Daniel Kiesling um, of the Matrix team. And yeah, we're just going to have a blast. How is it working with Matrix? Working with Matrix has been actually a, a, a true blessing because it's almost like uh, we came into line with parallel thoughts. You know, they're real big into changing. And actually, in the next few years, the world's going to see how Matrix is going to evolve, as well as myself. You know, they're already plugged in all over the world. And that's what I've wanted to do is bring the education and that sort of culture just past than just the United States or Canada. So this allows me to do that and face to face, not just on YouTube or, or excuse me, social media. So seeing face to face is just that's the amazing part. 
How do you want your fans to influence like you do? Hmm. I think at the end of the day, they should uh, just share what they love because if things become a little too, you know, manufactured, um, you know, pe people, social media has been around long enough now. I think people, they can see through certain things now, you know, authenticity is huge, I believe. So as long as you stay true to that, we're in good shape. And it's hard in Los Angeles because a lot of people come to this town thinking they have to be a certain way. And I feel like the town kind of removes that slowly like sandpaper. <laughs> it does. Slowly. Yeah, yeah, right. It shaves it off layer by layer. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I just needed to be me. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. They Sometimes they uh, realize that right away. And sometimes it takes some time for some people. Yeah. It's repeating the lesson. Yeah. But yeah. as long as they get there, I think that's the important part. How do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be just remembered like as a cool guy who cut hair or like what, what's, you know, uh, I ask that because there's so much depth to you. Just right. the way you answer all these questions. Yeah. Good question. You know, I think I, I, I'd like to be known, uh, for what I have left behind. You know, I, I, you know, they always say, you know, go into an industry and, and leave it better than you, you, you got it, you know? So I want to give my part. And uh, as far as the passion and education and let people know you can achieve things no matter where you're from, but also to know that there's more to me than hair. So I think this year I'm actually going to uh, go with what I preach, which is, you know, you know, like uh, Alfredo Lewis was talking, um, you know, do like Nike, just do it. Because I think we think about doing things for so long and then time goes by and we never do it. Right. So because we're afraid of this or you want it perfect. Well, it's never going to be perfect. You're just you got to start and then work your way up. So. Uh, one thing I've always wanted to really spend more time is YouTube because it's a different format. It's longer. So I want to get into that and I will be this year. So, and if our listeners want to follow your journey, uh, where do they go on YouTube and Instagram? Sure. So I try to keep it simple. YouTube, you know, the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that, all everything is Philip Wolf hair. And that's Philip with one L Wolf with two F's. And hair, I believe you can spell. So Well, I hope you get nominated again this year for AIA. Thank and I hope you, so you take it home. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on our show. I, you're a great guy. I'd love to have you on next season as oh, well. Oh, I would love to. I yeah. would love to. It's let, been an honor. Let us follow your journey and be like, they were in India. What happened? I know. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. We'll see you Please there, Please take guys. notes and lots of videos. We'll, oh, I will. We'll like to repost it for you. I definitely will. All right. Well, Mr. Wolf, nice to meet you. Thanks for being on AIA. Likewise. Thank Real you. talk coming to you next time. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to our conversation with Philip Wolf. You can keep up with our latest episode by visiting us at AIAawards.com and by subscribing to our show on your favorite podcast platform. The American Influencer Real Talk is produced by Christopher Krellen, Bethany Krellen, Josh Skinner, and edited and produced by Michael Sykes. Original music composed by at Joshua Hendricks Music. And now here's our CMO, Bethany Krellen. Hey, it's Bethany Krellen. Thank you for listening to the American Influencer Real Talk. We hope you enjoyed. We are so passionate about all of you, our fans. We want you to be part of the AIA family. You can check out our beauty bundle, which supports our influencer community at AIAawards.com. Want to be a guest on the Real Talk? Send us a message on social. We can't wait to stay connected with you all and don't miss the next episode next week. Live fast and dye your hair. Manic Panic, the original badass beauty player.
New York City sisters and OG punk rock influencers Tish and Snooki started the hair color revolution and continued to set trends in real time. After over 40 years, the world has finally caught up to the Manic Panic vision. Manic Panic hair color was vegan and cruelty-free before it was lit. It's always been tested on celebrities, not animals. Independently owned and nobody's bitches, Tish and Snooki donate 15% of annual net profits to a variety of charities. They don't just sell it, they live it.